0: Going to talk today about giving. Uh, So, obviously today we're planning on giving to the Hope Program in Afghanistan and the work that's out there. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about giving in general and uh, what it means for us and our attitudes and our hearts and and uh, how easy it can be or how hard it can be. So I thought I'd uh, talk about giving and talk, talk about giving to different things. I thought I'd do it in order of difficulty, oh. starting easy, getting harder, a bit like a game. <laughs> I, like, I like my little computer games, I like uh, playing my games on the tube, I like going for the levels, level one, level two, level three, boss levels, you know, and uh, you know, I, I, like, I like beating them, so, and uh, I thought sometimes it's easier to give in some areas than, than others, and I thought we'd take through those, those, those levels today. Um, just a quick question to you all: What do you think is the enemy of giving? Not the opposite, the enemy. Kate. Selfishness. selfishness. Absolutely, that's a good, good answer. Any other answers we have here? Three. Fear. 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 Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Great answer. Yeah. Okay. Again. Self-centered. Self-centered. Absolutely. Great. Great answer. Okay. So absolutely. So taking. Selfishness. Self-centeredness. Oh, another one from Kate. <laughs> Kate's just listing my qualities, it's okay. <laughs> For the benefit of the recording, Barry is saying that Kate is <laughs> listing Barry's qualities. Fear, yes. Yes, we, uh, we had, the, yeah, we talked that one. There we are. Oh, there we are. <laughs> I think another one, that I was, I was thinking this through, and I think actually a real enemy of giving is actually Apathy. You know, doing nothing is worse than doing something. Is right. Discontentedness. discontentedness. Okay, interesting, interesting. You're okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, so discontentedness is another thing as well. Okay, interesting. So let's go on this. Oh, Simon. I'm not feeling compelled. To give. Not feeling compelled to give. Okay. So so you're not not feeling the need yeah. to give. Okay. I'm Know, capture your heart, you know, yeah. And you so not nobody capturing your heart to give. Well, that's great because that's my job today <laughs> for this sermon. So, uh, on, so moving on. So giving, level one, giving to the poor and needy. Now, why have I made this the easiest thing to put up? Why have I said that? Okay, so I'm going to ask for a show of hands. Anybody who doesn't think we should give to the poor, put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, okay Oh, then. <laughs> Asagi is playing devil's ocult sorry, it depends on why that's a, really good, that's a really good point there Asagi but I think in general if somebody said there is a person with genuine need there's a person with genuine poverty we would feel like yes, we should give now, how much we give how we give, how often we give those are all bigger questions but in terms of the should we give I think the answer would be yeah, we kind of know we should um, it was interesting uh, doing the food bank collection yesterday um, at, at, uh, at Sesco's uh, in Watford. And it was really interesting, um, just standing there, and all you we were doing was handing out a leaflet saying, if you can buy something for us, we'd be really appreciative. That's all we were doing. Nothing, no pressure. No, nothing, nothing high pressure. Nothing like, you know, give it to us, you know. You must give us food, you must give us money, just to, just to request. And there were kind of, there were three types of people. There were the kind of, just oh, slightly disinterested, not really focused on the shopping, not really this and that. There was, a, there was engaged people like, yeah, I'll take, a, I'll take one. And there were the people who were like, heads down, yes. deliberately avoiding, you know, The, uh, the oh, I, I must go past. And, you know, I know, I know, I've been in a situation where I've, you know, I've been that person, you know, I've walked past. And, and uh, you know, because I've got other things to do and I, I don't want to bother. But actually, it almost requires more effort sometimes to, to not to give to the poor and needy because you have to make a conscious decision, I'm not going to give. And that kind of, and it's, 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 uh, it's a guilt thing. It's not an unnature to, uh, to turn away people who are poor and needy. It's nature un, it's to feel like we need to help. And that's why people feel guilty. They're more possibly, oh, I, you know, I don't want to give. Oh, I can't give, but I feel guilty about it. You know, and, that, and that's, that, that's not a... <laughs> that's just the way... That's our nature. Um, I think, biblically, we're very, we're very clear on the biblical commands about giving to the poor and needy. You know, there's some very really clear ones here. Deuteronomy. There, are, there will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your brothers and towards the poor and needy in your land. You know, way back when uh, Israel was kind of being formed and the, the rules were being created... You know that it was a core, core instruction of God that you know you need to look after the people who need, who are needy in your land. You know you need to do it. And uh, in John 12:8, this this is a verse I find particularly interesting from Jesus. Jesus is saying, "You will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me." Sometimes I find that problematic. Is Jesus saying that poverty is not solvable? Is Jesus saying that poverty, you know, we, we can't solve it? And we'll come back to that in a second. And Acts 10, this is incredible. Cornelius is the person who introduces Gentiles to Christianity. Cornelius is the gateway for the Gentiles to be given the gospel, and he's primarily described as somebody who loves both God and the poor, who gives, who gives, who gives gifts to the poor. And when, when the angel comes to him, he says, your gifts to the poor, and your prayers have been recognized by God. You know, so these are, you know, Pover- you know, the poor and needy are close to God's heart and close to, you know, to, to, um, to what we should be feeling as Christians. Um, so let's go back to John 12, 8. You will always have the poor with you, but you will always have me. And I kind of look at that and think, is Jesus saying we can't solve poverty? Is Jesus saying that this is an issue which is beyond our control? But I think... For me, I, I, I had to sort of step back and say, what do, I, what do I think of with poverty? What do I think of needy? Do I look at poor people and think of them as different to me? Do I look at them and say, poverty, that's a problem that a section of society has. Poverty, is that a problem which is unsolvable? And it's a difficult one. But I think, for me, it's about the respect I have to have other people. And see, it, poverty is a, a, an issue for everybody individually. And it's not necessarily going to last all the time. You know, poverty might be a because temp- could well be a temporary thing, and it's us. It's, it's, we're we can, and need as well can be a, a, a thing where we can get in and help ourselves. Um, I look at myself, my situation. Last year, I lost my job unexpectedly. Uh, Sarah wasn't working. Uh, we were suddenly in a situation where our funds were running out, with nothing in the nothing kind of uh, in in the pipeline. Um, it, it, you know, I was frantically looking for work, but I was looking for work and somebody who, who had been made, who'd been sacked, wasn't made redundant, I'd been sacked, uh, three months into a new job, it didn't look good on my CV. It's one of those sort of situations, think, you know, I, am potentially facing a very different circumstances in, you know, and Sarah was looking for work as well, but she hadn't been working for seven years. Suddenly our situation completely changed. And it was, um, and, you know, and in that time, I felt like, oh, gosh, you know, it was a tough situation for us. But I think I was, there were people in this congregation who who reached out and helped us in that time, who gave us, you know, gave us gifts, and it was really, it touched my heart, and it made me feel, you know, very, very loved. And I think that's what it's about, it's giving to people in their hour of need. And it's not just about poverty, it's about needs, as well needy the neediness of people you know people might have health issues uh, people might have relatives who are, who are dependent on them you know people might have stress you know people might be in situations where they're under a lot of pressure uh, people might you know all these different needs that people have and we have the ability to help them to give our time to give our resources not necessarily just to give our money but to be able to reach out and help people to give our hospitality you know, all these sort of things, um, I think another example from my own family my brother i 'm sorry i'll, I'll uh, uh, most of you know my brother is autistic and he is in um, uh, residential accommodation uh, up in the Midlands. Uh, that residential accommodation is very expensive and it 's covered by the government, which is great. you know I appreciate that, um, however, austerity is here uh, and you know, money is being taken from different services all over the place. And so there's a situation, there's a real possibility that my brother's care might be unfunded. Which means that, what does that mean? That, that could have consequences for our family, could have consequences for my parents, and therefore consequences for me and my family. Those things can happen. Those things can change. Those things can happen. So I think, for me, it's about respect for people who have needs. It's not like there's a lump of people who are poor. There's a lump of people who are needy. That, that's always going to be there yes there will, always be people who, there will always be people who are poor but people don't necessarily always have to be poor and we can help and we can get involved and help change those people's situations and that's what we're going to come back to when we talk about the work that Af- the hope does in Afghanistan we're going to talk exactly about getting into people's lives changing them and helping them to get into a situation where they're able to help themselves so moving on giving to your friends and family. So why wasn't this as the easiest? All the time. <laughs> so, I love my family. I love my kids. I don't like them all the time. <laughs> so, you know, I might, you know, I love you guys. If uh, uh, you see this in the future anytime. But, uh, you know, there are times when I get really wound up by my children, even this morning, when they are running around screaming at the top of their lungs, and I'm thinking our neighbors are going to hate us. You know, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it is too late. Um, <laughs> and I feel like my goodness, all I want to do is you know tell them off at the top of my voice as well, you know, you know to add to the problem, not solve it. Um, you know, I, I think when I get home from my work, I've done my commutes, I've been in London, I've, you know, had my hour and a half commute on the way home, and i walked in the door and it's ra- and it's raining, and all I want to do is sit down and do nothing, frankly. Uh, I'm sure that nobody can, nobody can relate to that at all, I'm sure it's just me. <laughs> this is not. something is just unique to me. I don't, I've never heard it with men before. No, no, only me. Okay, that's fine. Just, just sharing about me. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> confessing, <laughs> confessing. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but uh, you know, we. You know, it's that. I think it's. There are times when it's easy to give to our family. There are times when it's hard. Sure. Um, and there are times when we're tempted to. Uh, as, as men, sometimes we're tempted to be, <laughs> to take our own back uh, on our kids, you know. And I think this is a great one for us dads, you know. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the trading and instructional law. I think it's easy for us to think, like, you deserved it, you brats. Let me wind you up. You know? <laughs> Let me get my own back. Let me have some respect. But I think it's important that we, 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 we remain giving to our family, remain giving to. Uh, to uh, the people around us. You know, we give them our resources, we give them our care, we give them our, our respect, uh, we give them the care and the attention that they need uh, all the time. And it's, just a, it's not just about our physical family, it's about our family in the church, our brothers and sisters, you know, people around us. You know, I love this group, but we are a very diverse set of characters here. Uh, you know, and The brothers know my opinions on this one because I've said it numerous times. You know that there are people whose opinions I do not agree with. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> most times. Oh, it's okay. 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 The truth is out. Most times. There. Yeah, there are times we discuss about subjects, and I will, I will definitely put my own views forward. I am never short of an opinion. Why did I do this again? There. <laughs> Anyway, as I said, second level, second level. Okay, so, and I think, you know, 1 Peter 3 really speaks to this on this. It says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Man, it, every one of those words stings a little sometimes. Because I think, you know, we look around and we can get wound up by each other. We can look and think, oh, come on, dude, you, you just got the wrong opinion. Or, uh, or, why did you say that? Oh, you're just being stupid. And we, we, and we just get tense and wound up and, and we, we don't want to live in harmony. We, we don't want to be sympathetic. We don't want to be empathetic. We don't want to love. We, we want to be right. We want to be heard. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insults, but with blessing. Because this is, to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. We look at this verse. And you think, oh yes, that's all about the world. That's all about us interacting with us. This was written to a church, to Christians about Christians. So absolutely, this is this is for us as a group, to about each other. And you know, the encouraging thing about this is actually, it's nothing new. It was way back at the beginning of the church. So you know, it, it's a you know, it's, it's a valid issue to be aware of. It's a valid issue to be working on as, as a fellowship and as and as brothers and sisters. But, you know, yes, let's, let's work with harmony. Let's work with sympathy. Let's, uh, let's, you know, walk in the other people's shoes and really, you know, this, let's have a, a really unified sense together. So, moving on. Moving on. Level three, getting tricky, giving to your work. I have a love hate relationship with work. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I hate it. Uh, sometimes, I love the work, but I hate my boss. Sometimes, well, I don't hate my boss. So I, uh, <laughs> is that we my recording here? Uh No, that, that's, that's unfair. Uh, that's unfair. Uh, backtrack, 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 backtrack. I, I, I don't... I, I can feel challenged sometimes in my relationship with my boss. There we are. Wait, wait there we are. Better way I so. Okay, that was good, 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 good. Excellent. Good. <laughs> so, uh, okay, right. So, uh, But sometimes work can be challenging because we, you know, in some ways, the things we just talked about previously, you know, the idea of different opinions, different ideas, different priorities, we can think, why am I being asked to do these things? You know, I I know my experience. I can think of a dozen better ways of doing things. Or I can't see the point of why I'm being asked to do this thing. Or why am I being asked to do extra hours? You know, what, what's, what's the big plan? What's, the, what's, what's going on here? You know, why aren't I being paid the way I think I should be deserved? Why aren't I being, being promoted? You know, all these things can really, can really sap our energy and, and uh, you know, and joy of life when we're at work. You know, we spend, most, we spend a long time at work. You know, we spend eight hours, eight and a half hours of our day more than, you know, half our work, sometimes more than half our waking hours are either at work or going to work during a week. We spend a lot of time there, it's definitely worth thinking about. Let's go to, so Colossians 3: 22-23. So the sharp-eyed among you will note that I've missed the start word here. The start word is "slaves." Now, I'm fully aware that this is a. Gray, this is a gray scripture to use. And I know that there's a lot of, you know, we, we've got to be careful when we talk about slavery and that sort of thing as, as as Christians. But I think, let's look at the principle here. So obey the earthly masters in everything and do it. Not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor. In other words, don't be playing politics at work. Um, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. You know, this scripture takes out our, you know, the boss takes out the, the structure takes out the politics and says, you know, who cares who you're working for? Who cares what the situation is? God is your master. God is who you're working for. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, not for men. And absolutely, this is directed specifically to slaves. This is, in a, you know, people who had no choice about what they were doing in a situation where you know, that where the political, political landscape was a lot different. But we can take from this, you know, if, if this is what slaves are being told in unjust situations, in situations where they had no control or no agency, you know, this is what we should be... We, how much more should we take this and kind of follow these principles and, and, you know, and remove ourselves from that emotional ties to our bosses, emotional ties to that workplace, emotional ties to those responsibilities... And take those responsibilities and, uh, and you know use them, but put them in terms of our service to God. So, level four: giving to the government. <laughs> yes, indeed. Who here enjoys paying their taxes? Oh, yes, lots of hands going out right. I remember so. So, Ollie, you might, you might, this might be a bit fresher to you than it is to me, but uh, I remember very clearly my first, my first proper job, and I got my payslip. And I was like, oh, this is it, my first proper job, I've got a payslip, slip and I ripped it open, looked at it, gross pay, net pay, tax. Yes. I was like... No, I was being stolen from by, by the government. Oh my goodness, why is the government taking all my money? Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is this isn't going to be a long point. That uh, I just want to go for just to remind us of what, what Jesus said in Mark twelve seventeen. And Jesus said to them, "Give what give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to what to God what is God? Sorry, got myself a bit mixed up there." You know you've got to do it it's not pleasant it's not nice, but we have a government for a reason We are things that we are provided with in this country. you know we have the at least we have the opportunities to change the government through through voting but uh yeah, so we're, we've got things better than it was back then, but you know what we've got to pay our taxes we've got to pay our taxes and keep ourselves separated. don't you know I think we need to Focus on, what, you know, on the godly things of God and just pay our taxes and get on with it. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Let's talk about taxes here for a second. With, uh, with our gifts today, we can get a little bit of, those, of that tax back by gift days. I mean, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll talk about the practicals. But you know, we, the government does give us back in some ways as well what we give to them. Level five. five. Elite level Giving to our enemies. So, what are our enemies? Do we really have enemies these days? Are there people out to kill us? Apart from, you know, <laughs> insults from the front row. Um, are there... Uh, are there? Uh, uh, do we really have people who are, who are out to, you know, destroy us? I think, actually, the thing for us today is people who don't like us. And, you know, it's quite easy to find people who don't like you. You just have to make a comment on a Facebook post, and, uh, you know, plenty of people will share their opinion about your opinion and yourself, and, you know, all those sort of things, or the things they think you stand for. And it's very easy to get very offended by those sort of things. Let's take a look at a verse here. So Luke six twenty seven to 30. I put 36 for extra credit. it it get a bit more about the context there. But the first bit here says, But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. This goes against a lot of what our current culture is telling us. And am I saying that we should accept abuse? We should say yes to abuse and, and, and that kind of stuff? No, that's not what this is saying. And that's not what it's saying. But at the same time... We have to be careful, when we defend our rights and dignity, that we are not throwing this principle aside. You know, it's, it's for us, as Christians, as disciples, to, sh- to lead the way on here. You know, nobody's saying to be a doormat. That's not what this is saying, but it is saying we treat people as they don't expect us to be treated, you know. Um, I, I had an interesting discussion at work the other day about HR and managing people, and uh, one of the comments was said, don't talk to people uh, in the way that you would want to be talked to. Talk to people in the way that they want to be talked to. And I think sometimes in our, in our world today, we're very much about protecting our rights. We're told, protect your, 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 your dignity, protect your rights, protect this, protect that, protect that. Be on the defensive. But again, going back to that previous, um, that previous uh, verse, we were talking about, you know, be sympathetic, look at what other people want, you know, understand that, and it's it's about surrender. I mean, you know, I clothes, I got I got plenty of clothes. Somebody hits me, you know, they don't kill me. It's a hit. I mean, it's, it's unlikely to, you know, it's it's not going to it's not going to escalate, you know. It's it's for us to be the better person. I mean, this is a tricky verse. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, but that's why it's in this section. It's hard. It's hard. You know? <laughs> when people don't like us, to like them back, and this is what it's saying. It's saying we like people who don't like us. That's what it's really saying. You know, give them the things they want to take to you or the things you wouldn't want to give to them. That's what it's saying. Treat them with dignity. I think this is so hard that God does give us a little bit of a motivation. So I'm going to go to the next verse, Psalm 25, 21 22, and repeated for good measure in Romans 12, 20. I love this verse because it gets to my motivation completely. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. I think, you know, I think this is it, right? I mean, God knows that sometimes we need a little bit of motivation, and sometimes our motivations aren't the greatest. And I think it's... it's I, I love this fact that this is repeated twice in the Bible. You know, it's just like, you know, actually, you're going to frustrate people that don't like you by doing the right things. You know, so you can kind of... It's almost like a crazy little form of revenge that you can... You can by doing good things, you annoy other people, which is a crazy, crazy concept, but it's in the Bible, so I'm gonna just leave it there. I'm not gonna say to too much about that. It's there, you know, interpret it as you wish. Um, so I have a bonus level after this. I did have another level, but I wasn't sure if our faith could take it. Shall I tell you what that other level was? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I am not i am not going to i am not going to i am not going to did not put it in the sermon, but I just wanted, I just thought about it on my way in this morning. Uh, bonus secret super duper hard level is uh, giving to other drivers on the road. <laughs> 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 it did occur to me on the way here, oh. remarkably enough. <laughs> it's, it's a, I'll let you dwell on that one in your own time. Gosh, faith the fa- uh, exactly, uh, your, your faith. I know it challenges my faith, and uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable in sharing it because... Uh, uh, anyway, let's go to a bonus level, which is giving to God. Now, this really is the key to all our previous levels, all our, you know, all our current you know, issues, any problems we have with giving, really can be resolved in our attitude and heart to giving to God. So, in giving, what do we give? What, what is giving about? Giving our hearts, giving our time, giving our attention, giving our commitments, giving our resources. And, When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. It's a self-feeding thing. We love God. We give to God. It's much easier for us to love and give to others. It's much easier. It's become a natural thing. We give to God. We give our hearts to God. We give our resources to God. We give to other people. You know, that, that's just the way it is. And I think, I think, I want to go back to what I said at the start. You know, actually, for me, the enemy of me giving is me doing nothing, it's apathy. I get tied up a lot of the times with, I can't, not that I don't want to give, I want to give, but I feel like, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that how will this be interpreted? Is this giving good or bad? Or I get tied up in this, in busyness or I get tied up in thinking. I mean, sometimes for me, I need to learn from others uh, in in order to receive um, and in order to give. I think uh, a great example uh, of this is um, we, we were invited last week over to somebody's house, which was amazing. It was great. Really, really giving. And I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm, Terrible. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm terrible at initiating hospitality. I'm, I'm very bad at initiating kind of those things. I'm bad. And I was, you know, it was, and, uh, you know, coming up to Christmas. A lot of kind of Facebook things pop up. And it just occurred to me last night, that a lot of people, a lot of my old friends, I just need to reach out to. I just need to be giving, see how they are, see what's going on in their lives, see how I can help them. If even if it's just a chat, just a discussion. Just to like, how are you doing? You know, break through that kind of wall of busyness. Break through that uh, inactivity that I've got. You know, <laughs> I'm just sitting back and letting the world go past me. You know, and for me, it's, it's important for me to recognize when I'm being given to. And if, if we don't allow ourselves to be given to, we don't allow people, we don't give people the opportunity to give either. We need to be reciprocal sometimes for, for people giving to us so, so they can give. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes it's uh, it's hard to quote unquote take charity we don't like to re- accept things it, it, it kind of for us sometimes it shows that we have a need that we don't necessarily like to admit we have and uh, so that's the converse of giving we also need to be prepared to receive when we need it as well and in that way we can build a real deep understanding of what giving and receiving means as well um, Today, we have a great opportunity to give and give to people who really do need some help, who do have an opportunity to change their lives by what we're gonna give today. So, the program that we're giving to today is for computer training and mentoring in Afghanistan. Um, Afghanistan is a country, uh, I I was chatting about this with one of my work colleagues on Friday, uh, because he has a friend who's actually something like the nephew of the vice president of Afghanistan—fairly you know, intense connection—but <laughs> uh, and I was he was debating whether he should go to Afghanistan with his friend or not, because uh, you know he's of um, you know he's of a ethnicity where it might raise questions if he goes to Afghanistan on, on future travel. And I was like, yes, and I was re- reminiscing about my time in Afghanistan when I went out there. And uh, the thing that uh, I remembered about it was like a, it's like a country with no history. It's a country with no kind of, you know, people don't understand when their birthday is. They don't know when their birthday is. They don't know when they were born. Documentation will know when they disappeared. So it's like the, the country is building out from scratch. You know, you've you, you got these towns, you've got these houses on, on, on the map, no drainage, just no no electricity, just kind of... You know, it's very basic. Um, so anybody who has any level of technical expertise or any level of training in this stuff is immediately, immediately in a much better situation in their life, in, in a, a much better situation to provide, to, to, get good, to get good work, to provide for their families, to, to bring them out of that situation. And we've got uh, a couple of examples of uh, the people who've just been helped with. So... The first one is Safi Ullah, I think. Safi Ullah, uh, who's, who's a survey officer. So, as we can see here, he did a, an, a BBA and is very ambitious to improve himself in English and computer work. Um, so, but he still had, still, even though he'd done his education, still wasn't really up to speed on computer, or, you know, computer work. So he came into the HOPE program, um, and through that work, he's been able to get a salary of $500 a month, which is a lot in the area. And he's able to, uh, you know, and it's just so this is just an example of how our work can improve the, uh, the options for people going forward. Secondly is Abdul. He's a telephone operator. This is a man whose family, very poor family, uh, agricultural background, just working really at a distance level. Uh, so you came to uh, Kabul, uh, and again, it's interesting, you've kind of come through that university thing, but that education out there is still not sufficient for them to kind of, sufficient for people to, to be experts in computers. We, we think about computer, university stuff here, and you just like, oh yeah, everyone's got a laptop, it's all, it's all electronic, it's all there. Internet access is all part of life as a university student. It's not over there at all. Um, so he had to come, he came to our, our program, uh, the HOPE computer training, and the, 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 the training that we give is free. So the money we give here enables us to run the program, run the, run the courses, provide the materials, provide the training for free for these people. And after this, has become be able to you know, get a good job, gets paid enough, so he can send money home, back to his family, and ease the burdens there. Thirdly, there's uh, Kwasim, who's a personal manager. So this is, again, a situation you know, where he's thrown into a situation through no fault of his own. His mother died, and uh, there's, no, there's no support there. Um, so he's able to come to us, work, get his computer and, and English skills up and running, and is able to work as a customer care operator. And And because motivated and, and, and involved, he's able to get promoted, and again, is able to change his life and change his outlook and change his prospects for the stuff that we're able to help with by the gifts we give today. So, you know, I want to thank you in advance for the, uh, the money you're going to give today. I, you know, it's, it's not all about money, but today we're able to give money today, and uh, you know, it's good for us to give our resources. And so in terms of practicalities for today, so um, if you want to give by cash or check, Roman has, so we've got a bag we're going to pass around, and we have in that bag, we've got some green envelopes, if you want to hold those up, there we are, um, if, you can, if you're using check or cash, uh, just put your name and the amount and the details on the, on the check, that'll enable us to get gift aid back. If you want to give anonymously, you don't have to put your name. If you're doing cash, that's fine. I want to give people the opportunity to give anonymously if they want to. That's fine. Uh, online, we have a, a list. We have a link there. I will send this out by WhatsApp after the service, so everyone should be able to get that. Um, our guidance is, if we're giving over £100, I want to give online. It's better to go through the bank transfer route, because we pay 3% on the, uh, on the online giving page. So that's why I haven't done a big... You know, QR code, because I just want to have a quick think about that. So that, but that's if you're giving under £100, that's the best option for you, quickest option. And then bank transfer details are there. We'll keep this slide up at the end of the service. And again, we will, um, uh, then we will, <coughs> uh, but that, that'll be on the WhatsApp as well. So um, that, that'll go through. Okay. Does anybody have any questions about this? All quite straightforward? Great. Fantastic. When, is this going to be done by? when does this need to be done? By ASAP, really. Uh, the, the bank transfer window is always open for us. We need to put the, the uh, but we're looking, to, we're really looking forward to getting it by the end of the year. So if, um, I mean, if you're in, in a pay cycle away, you want to give it at the end of December, beginning of January, that was that's what be fine as well. Don't worry about that. You can do that. Uh, if you want to give it a couple of times over the month, we won't have the ability to take cash and checks here. At church, this, today will be the way we do it. If we, if you want to, you yeah. So okay. So talk to Bromwin if you if you if you want to get cash, but you're not able to do it today, or a check, and you're not able to do it today. That's fine. Talk to Bromwin. We'll work it out. It'll be fine. I think we want to sort of make sure it's all in by the end of the year, realistically, just to, just so we can kind of get everything balanced out, so we know what funds are going out there. Great. Okay. So what do we have next after this? Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.